Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is At Home Connecticut, hosted by Joey Burgoyne, highlighting events and happenings that are taking place in your home. Connecticut on WTIC News Talk 1080. Good morning and welcome to another episode of At Home in Connecticut. I'm your host, Joey Burgoyne, and I'm actually doing this intro coming to you from our camper. With everyone being quarantined and having to stay socially distant, we kind of have, I guess you could say, the luxury of being able to go to our campground and enjoy a little bit of the outdoors. And one thing a lot of people look forward to in the fall and even, you know, the spring throughout the year, other events happen, but one of the big ones is the Connecticut State Fairs. And... Ray and Joe on the morning show talked to Karen Zagurski. She's the president of the Association of Connecticut Fairs earlier this week. We've heard it in the news. Fairs are canceling left and right. Why are they canceling? And what are some of the impacts that the fairs canceling have on local towns and communities? And she got into a lot of that with them this week. And I thought, you know, it was a really good interview. And it doesn't hurt to have that information given to you guys again this weekend. So I'm doing is I'm kind of doing an intro to that interview and letting you guys know that she has great information that she talked to Ray and Joe about. And at the end of it, I'm going to discuss how you guys can let me know what events are still happening in the state, if you know of one, and how you can get that information to me, and we can highlight those events and venues coming up on the show. And now, here's a little bit of Ray and Joe talking to Karen Zagurski, president of the Association of Connecticut Fairs, earlier this week on The Morning Show with Ray Dunaway and Joe D'Ambrosio. Karen Zagurski, she's the president of the Association of Connecticut Fairs. Karen, good morning. How are you? Good hey, morning. I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, it is a sad time uh, for people who love uh, the many great county fairs we have in our state because, unfortunately, because of the COVID-19, many of them have had to uh, postpone until next year. Um, people may not understand why fairs in August, like the Chester Fair, uh, the Berlin Fair, uh, are being postponed so early, the yeah. Hebron Harvest Fair. Can you explain the thinking that goes into the decision to postpone now months in advance? Well, first of all, we have to take safety into, into consideration. Um, we're not sure. The unknown is, is very scary. And secondly, we have to put up a lot of cost before the fair even begins. And if we can't recoup that cost, how are we going to break even or make money? 
So you have everything all set up. You got the rides. You got all that. Uh, you know, people to work the fair, and then all of a sudden, oh wait a minute, we're not going to do it. You've got to go back home. Then you've just you're out a bunch of money for no reason. Correct. Joe mentioned the Hamburg Fair. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it would be easier to mention which fairs haven't postponed yet, but I would think, yeah. Karen, that might just be, in some cases, might just be a matter of logistics and paperwork, right? It is. Um, it looks like our 4-H fairs might go through, um, only because they, most of them don't have a carnival, and it's showing off the kids' projects. There's not a ton of people who go to those fairs, unfortunately. But our major fairs have canceled. Right. And they, those fairs include the New London County 4-H, the Wyndham County uh, 4-H, Middlesex right. New Haven County 4-H, the Harford County 4-H. So those those are still on. But when you go to your website, ctagfairs.org, and you go under uh, major fairs, uh, you see that uh, uh, all of them have been, uh, or almost all of them, have been postponed, as it says on the yeah. website, returns in uh, 2021. Um, when when we don't have these fairs, uh, uh, Karen, what, what's the what's the financial setback uh, for the for the people who, who run the fairs and also the communities where people might go to a fair and then they might go like in Chester and go downtown and grab a bite to eat if they don't eat at the fair? There's a huge impact on every single town. People spend money at the fair, and like you said, they do go to local restaurants in the towns. So there is a huge financial impact. So this is going to hurt the state economically as well. Karen, is there also a charity aspect to it? Sometimes part of the proceeds you know, go to what it may be, 4-H case in point, or maybe the rotary or what. I mean, that, that, there is some charity involved in some of these, is there not? There's a lot of charity. Um, we bring different charities in no cost so that they can raise money for their particular organization and now they're going to be out that money as well and it's a it's the historical nature too karen i mean look at how many years in a row we've had the we've had the berlin fair and the chester fair i mean these are these are time-honored traditions in these towns and for people in the town it's something that they look forward to 12 months a year once the you know once the chester fair or the berlin fair or the woodstock fair ends people are looking forward to the next year's event correct but it takes a lot of planning, a lot of time, a lot of money, and unfortunately, we've got to take care of the people. Without the people, we wouldn't even have a fair. So we have to take care of them so we can have fairs next year. God, so, well, there goes the beauty contest for me. Darn it, I can't I'm get sorry. in this year. You would have won, booth. too. I'll have to shut No, you haven't down. seen them lately. Trust me. <laughs> You'd you'd recast your vote now. Yeah, you'd be changing. It's a little shaggy. Quickly, the mane is a little shaggy. Yes, yeah, you'll see it noon today. Uh, well, I'm so, sure there's a sheep shearer out there that would have helped him. Uh, probably people so. at the radio station who would help him, but he won't let us go to his house. Oh, so, that's true. You know, have to practice social distancing. Um, when when you look at the, the, the fairs, we're talking with Karen Zagurski, the president of the Association of Connecticut Fairs, because many of the fairs have had to uh, have had to postpone until until next year um when, when you look at the, the 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 biggest aspect of canceling the of postponing the fairs for a year um is it just getting in touch with the vendors is that the is that the reason why we're we're canceling we're postponing them so early um not really 
um, we have to put up a lot of money up front before the fairs even open their gates. So financially, we've got to go to a bank and, and take out a loan. And if we can't recoup that money, how do we repay that loan? Right. And you know, That's I mean, I don't think I don't think most people knew that. You know? Right? I, no, I didn't know that, and yeah. I just thought, oh, hey, you guys can come in and make some money. Does that work for you? No, they nope. apparently it doesn't. The money we make goes right back to the community. Yeah, and and you know, the other thing I think is just looking at the history of this state. They are an important part of what this state is all about. This was at one time, and to a limited amount now, it was an agricultural state, big time. And we want to keep all of our fairs agricultural so we can educate the public. Do you think the public understands that? I mean, that aspect of the fairs, the, the, the educational aspect into the, the history of agriculture in our state and the, and the individual fairgrounds? I think they do because the fairs do a very good job in hitting that home. They, they do a lot of agricultural events and posters and brochures and the shows themselves and they teach the public what's happening whether it be an animal or a vegetable or a canned good or baked good and we are getting more and more youth involved in our contests well that's pretty good that's what you want keep the we traditions do. alive you know and then i always go for a big tractor pull so i'm okay there right we have oh, something dear. for everyone well you, are there still some, Karen, that have not decided to say goodbye for the year? Some have. Um, Hebron is celebrating their 50th anniversary. So this is a big decision for them. Right now they're on the fence. Um, a few other fairs I've talked to, they're waiting for their board of directors to collect and gather information from the governor. Um, so they're waiting for May 20th. They want to see what the next phase is going to bring. Um, so a lot of it is the unknown. We're not sure what we're going to be told. Right, and that's and you have to operate, as you said, under the under the first rule of safety. And I'm looking at the website. Haddam Neck hasn't canceled yet. Goshen uh, hasn't ca- canceled yet, as you said. The Hebron Harvest Fair, the North Haven Fair, the Bethlehem Fair. So it, it seems like some of those in September may still be holding out hope. We're hoping. You know, We're hoping, but yeah. they are all weighing the safety of the public very heavily. Well, Karen, thanks for the insight. We appreciate it. Stay safe, and uh, we will uh, we will check in with you uh, perhaps in September if there are some fairs that are still uh, scheduled to take place. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. And that was Ray and Joe talking to Karen Zagurski, president of the Association of Connecticut Fairs. And again, like I said at the beginning, if there's anything you know going on in the state and you want to highlight it, you can email me at WTICcomments at Entercom.com. That's WTICcomments at Entercom.com. Just put in the subject line, at home in Connecticut, and I'll get that email. And I'll highlight some of those events because we do need to know what's going on across the state as it's going to open up and people do want to head outdoors again safely and stay socially distant and enjoy a little bit of the outdoors and the activities that we've come fond to know and enjoy across the state. Because remember, great things happen at home in Connecticut. You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project produced by WTIC News Talk 1080.
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.